Welcome to episode 191 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg. My co-host, Warren Sklar, is back. How are you doing, Warren? Has it been two weeks? Well, I think so. Two weeks, yeah. It's good. It's been a pretty crazy two weeks. Uh, had a, a a furry death in the family the week before. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry about so that. So we're getting over that one. And um uh, started a new full-time job remote from home this week. So um, I'm actually downstairs with all my monitors set up. I'm, I'm ready to go. So um, yeah, good to be back. All right. It's going to be some fun talking here. Right. Well, I want to welcome back to the show, our guest, uh, Mr. Josh Centers from the Tidbits, the managing editor. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Good, good. Glad you're here. Right, we're going to have some fun talking about your new site here in just a bit yeah. uh, and uh, all, all kinds of other great stuff. appreciate you being here. And, of course, uh, Jeff Gambit's back on the show. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. And, Josh, since you're drinking out of a mason jar, please, please tell me it's moonshine. Please. <laughs> well, yeah, of course it is. I mean, have you guys seen the news lately? <laughs> no. Yeah. We're trying this, not is, this is why I love you, man. <laughs> you and andrew you and andrew order with your with your with your mason jars there <laughs> uh so but uh, we got we got a ton to talk about this week uh josh just started up a brand new website and we're gonna hit that on that in the topics here just a bit here a lot of news of course we're having a lot going on in the news lately with uh with ukraine and russia i won't get too political here but we'll touch upon that a little bit but let's just uh jump right in get to the news here and uh talk about What's going on? Um, first story here. This uh, was on Mac Rumors. Apple is ending mask mandates in many stores, planning to reintroduce in-person classes. Apple is no longer requiring customers to wear masks when uh, visiting Apple stores in many locations across the United States. Uh, and Apple has dropped mask mandates following changes in the local guidelines because of the, co- the reduction in COVID-19 cases. So that's been happening all over the country here in the United States. Um it looks like so far there are states that are um, that are still having stricter guidelines would be Illinois, where I live, Oregon, Washington, and others. But uh, we are going to be probably releasing that in Illinois here pretty soon here. Um, what do you guys think? I, I think it's finally – the biggest thing I'm excited about is they're going to re- reintroduce the in-person classes because I really missed going to an Apple store and be able to attend those. Don't you think, Josh? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I – Look, I was a big, uh, you know, uh, isolation and mask guy and everything at first. And that was before we had vaccines and, you know, somewhat milder variants and all this. I mean, look, my, my family and I, we we didn't we basically didn't leave our house for a year and a half. OK, we were dedicated. But look, the time, the time has come. And I know some people aren't happy about that. And there are still people getting sick. And that's horrible. And uh, I hate it, but the reality is uh, COVID is not going away. Uh, you know, we, we tried to eradicate it and it didn't work and I don't see it happening. And so eventually life does have to move on, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. Any thoughts, uh, guys, Jeff? Uh, I, I'm excited to see the uh, in-person classes coming back because yeah, me too. There, there's just something about doing those classes where, but you know, it's the personal part and you're going to be able to get stuff answered and addressed in a way that you can't when you're doing it as a remote thing or just watching a video, you know, as, as far as yeah. the, the mask part goes, I'm still a mask guy. And honestly, yeah. at this point, it's just probably never going to change for me. I, I, I have accepted I'm a masker for the rest of my life now. Uh, but I also tough. have parents who are both immune compromised because of cancer. And, uh, and so I will continue to do everything I can to make sure that I am doing my part to protect them. And, uh, and Josh, you're right. Uh, COVID is not going away. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we just, uh, it looks like we're at the point now where we're just going to have to keep watching and seeing what happens with different variants. And eventually we will hit endemic status, uh, which a lot of people think that means, hey, 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 that's great. Then it's all fine. No, that just means we've hit an, an equilibrium where we're just going to have to learn to live with whatever it is. Um, yeah. yeah. But I have to say, I have really nice looking masks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's important you gotta have good oh, looking yeah. ones as long as they're not cloth you, you can't yeah, use cloth all the, all the cloth <laughs> masks that everybody was selling for profit 
it's a shame because now they're just uh, worthless. You can't use them. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, you know, I've had COVID twice. Um, I'm done. I don't feel like getting it again. Yeah. Uh, the first okay. time I had it, it was it was bad uh, in the hospital and all that good stuff. And I'm immunocompromised and all that good stuff. But I'm done uh, with it. Um, I just I'm actually more excited about maybe being able to go to an Apple store uh, on a whim uh, and be able to get yeah. in because uh, the last twice, the last two times I've went to an Apple store. Um, half the time the i got in one time and uh the second time uh they wouldn't let me in because of appointments and stuff like that so that's annoying uh and then the first you know even the first time when they let me in they're like no uh you gotta know what you want and we're gonna have somebody follow you around and you know me i, I just love browsing i just look you know love looking at the new stuff playing with the playing with the maps and all that good stuff you can't do that you, you couldn't do that you couldn't just go into browse so um, Best Buy was doing that too for, for a while. I don't know if you guys right. did that too, but if you go to Best Buy, you, you get on the line and it'd be a, a salesperson escorting you around the store until you wow. got out. And, you know, that's just yeah. too much pressure for one guy with, with, with a heavy wallet. So. <laughs> you, you you do have heavy wallet. Like. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like it, it, it is. It's like it's hard to like decide to what you want. What you know, with somebody following you around and like that, and uh, yeah. and you know, it, it, yeah, it's also kind of high pressure, like as you now used car salesman. But yeah, it was uncomfortable. So yeah, I would love to know that next time I go to the mall, I could just pop into the local Apple store without um, without problems. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, the next two stories are, like I said, we don't do too many political stories too often here on on, on Tetra the iOS, but I think it's important we at least talk about it uh, for good for good reason. Exactly. Yeah. Um, our friends at MacPaw, you know, MacPaw makes a set app, and they have all kinds of great software we use on our Macs as well as uh, on iOS. Um, is in the Ukraine, and that's where they're based. Um, and they did. We have a link to the in show notes to the blog post. Uh, uh, and uh, the CEO and co-founder has, has gone through and talked about what there's what it's affecting for the users. Uh, what's good? What's good that uh, MacPaw is smart with is they have everything in, in in AWS. They're in the Amazon Web Services, so all of their all of their backbone is is protected. They don't have to worry about um, uh, anything. I don't think. Uh, let's hope not. Uh, and uh, their other their payment service Paddle is uh, also based in the United Kingdom, so I think they'll. Be, they'll be fine and they'll be safe. But our our hearts go out to, to everybody that, that are that's the current situation in, in Ukraine. And Josh, I know you had you you, you shared this article with us when we started the show. Why don't you give us some of your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I've uh, I've met some of the folks at MacPaw uh, back at the last MacWorld iWorld all the way back in 2014. And at the time yeah. that they were having uh, another issue with uh, with old Vlad. And uh, I, I cracked a little joke. I was like, well, you know, good, you know, good luck getting home. I ho- hope everyone's safe. I uh, hope you all stay away from, yeah. from old Vladimir there. And they kind of looked at me like, eh, <laughs> you know. Um, so um, yeah. but the, they're being incredibly brave right now. And uh, in the, the first Apple buying advice newsletter I sent out today, I, I made a special point to tell people to support MacPaw and to uh, consider set app for their Macs if they're not, not done. So I've, I've, I've had a subscription for years and it's, it's a lifesaver sometimes, you know, you just, you, you need some yeah. random app for some one-off purpose and you go to set app and usually they have something for you. And, uh, I hope they truly can keep that service running. I hope everyone at MacPie is safe and, uh, wish them the best. And, uh, you know, hope, hopefully, yes. hopefully cooler heads will all- prevail. I think all of us here on this panel do. Um, I'm a big setup user as well. I've been a subscriber mm-hmm. for a number of years, and uh, I'm sure I know Jeff is as well. And yeah, they, yeah. and not only the Mac apps, but their iOS apps are awesome too. And you can have a license for both, and uh, and it, which is really fun, really awesome that, that they're doing that. And and I know that there's a little slow with the expansion with iOS apps, but they're getting there. I got some good stuff. So yeah. Jeff, you have thoughts? Um, you know, I've been a setup user since it launched. And uh, that's not going to change. And I've hung out with the MacPaw people at MacWorld and at uh, WWDC. And they're, they're awesome. And I love all of them. And, uh, man, I, I hope that they're all going to be okay. Me too. Me too. Any thoughts, Starborn, before we move on here? 
Um, no, just um, you know, the the the, the Mac boy. I used um, clean my Mac. Actually, I used to be a big uh, one of those guys that said you don't need any utilities for your Mac, and it does everything on its own. You don't have to pay for any kind of uh, utility that will do all uh, the automated stuff on the Mac. It's not like Windows, but yeah. clean my Mac is solid. And even as a tech, I am an IT tech. I use it more than probably any other yeah. utility out there probably even for windows at this point because it just uh it's easy it it works i've never really had big problems with it so yeah best of luck for uh you know with them they, they make quality stuff yeah. so yeah we're definitely looking uh hoping for the best um uh, next uh, story here actually this is an article that josh wrote here and i'll let you kind of run with this uh on your sub stack which is great uh, the un- unprepared uh, this is uh, how to prepare for a russian invasion of uh uh, Ukraine, if you wanted to just, uh, take it away, tell us uh, what you uh, what you wrote on this. Cyber attacks offer some tips on on dealing with those. Very quick tips for what you could do as an individual, which unfortunately isn't a whole lot because this is like you know infrastructure IT level stuff. But there are there are some things you can do, like you know have some cash around in case the ATM stops working, right? Like in Ukraine and even in Russia today, a lot of bank websites have been taken offline uh, due to DDoS attacks. Uh, I, I warned people and this came out Monday. I warned people about higher fuel prices and, uh, that's already a thing. Um, uh, fuel jumped in my town from 320 to 360 almost overnight. And, uh, according to the guy from gas buddy who I follow on Twitter says, uh, $4 to 450 is very likely very soon. Uh, we may see, um, <laughs> higher food prices because, uh, Ukraine and Russia export a lot of the wheat's a lot of the world's sorry wheat and corn and fertilizer and so uh you know if that slows to a trickle and we import we import quite a bit of fertilizer from russia so if we sanction them over that uh that could affect crop production and so you know you want to have some some food stored up we might see some economic funkiness if russia is banned from the swift payment system uh they move may move to bitcoin and that may have a lot of strange effects when the world isn't as dependent on the dollar as it used to be. And of course, finally, the one that everyone seems really excited about is the uh, remote possibility of thermonuclear war. And, uh, and that's the thing that gets the most attention, (laughs) which is, you know, I just got threw it in there and um, I I threw in an affiliate link for them. There is a very inexpensive FDA-approved over-the-counter medication you can have on hand in case of radiation exposure. It is called potassium iodide, not iodine, potassium iodide, uh, chemical sign KI, and um, you can get it from Amazon. It's very cheap. You can buy a box for $10, and uh, you know I threw in an affiliate link just for kicks and giggles, and I can tell you that there is a there are people buying disturbing amounts of potassium iodide right now. And it, and it wasn't like the post was like, go and buy it now. It's like, you know, if you're worried, you know, you can buy some of this. It's, it's cheap. It's FDA approved. Uh, you know, as long as you're not, you know, you follow the instructions and don't take it for kicks, it's safe. And yeah, just people are just scooping it up, which, you know, tells you about the, the state of the zeitgeist right now. So that's, that's kind of the overview. So, uh, if you go to unpreparedlife.substack.com, I do have a custom domain, unprepared.life, and uh, I, I'm still having technical problems with that uh, between my registrar and Substack. Hopefully, that'll be resolved soon. But yeah, you can check that out and see all my articles. Great. And uh, yeah, we got a link in the show notes to the article. So did you have any other comments, Jeff? Um, you know, it's good to be prepared, and Josh, you're the guy to listen to. Um, I Yes. Uh, I didn't consider buying the radiation pills, um, but for the same reason that I'm not even going to make uh, a Faraday cage for any of my electronic devices. And, and uh, (laughs) you're smart, but the reason I'm not, I'm not doing uh, that level of prep. Like I'm not preparing for thermonuclear war. And that's because I live in the immediate death zone for a uh, thermonuclear war because of where, where I live in proximity to Denver, which will be one of the first places that's hit should Russia decide to bomb us. And uh, um, unless uh, by chance, I am just not in the area that day. Um, th- there's no level of Faraday cage or radiation pill. That's going to help me. 
you you'll be what we call yeah. one of the lucky ones. Now, now I want to be very clear. I want to be very very clear. Uh, I, I don't want to even get the wrong idea. It probably isn't going to happen. We lived under a cold war where for you know fifty years or so everyone thought we were going to get nuked every day. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Cooler heads prevailed. Um, we've been here before. Um, you, you know, so don't run out panic in the street. Don't you know? You know, stay calm. You know, I actually had a post out today called "Don't Panic," and uh, you know, just trying to trying to reassure people. And I, I can't tell you it won't happen. You know, and and if you want to do some. You know, some people live in bunkers. You know, there is this um, this uh, special on CNN called Bunker Boom about this community of people out in the Midwest that live just they all live underground. And um, great for them. Doesn't seem like the life for me. And you don't have to do that. You know, like if unless you're like Jeff and, and you, you do, you, Jeff doesn't have to worry about it at all. Right. Like either it happens or it doesn't happen. He won't even realize it happened, probably. Um, but, you know, if, yeah. if it's if it's keeping you up at night, you know, you can buy some $10 radiation pills and, uh, you know, yeah, get your little EMP trash can going. I'll talk about that in the post and, uh, you know, protect your, protect your MacBook or whatever. And, you know, give yourself some peace of mind and move on with life, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and move back on to the, uh, iOS topics of the day. Um, AT&T shuts down that thing as, as many others, uh, is shutting down their 3G service. So any any phone iPhone uh, from the 5S and back, you will lose your service. They announced this has actually happened on 2-22-22, which was a couple days ago since we recorded this. Um, that, that means that these older devices will no longer work after this date. Uh, and uh, that includes the iPhone 5S and earlier models. Um, and they got to make room for the 5G connection connectivity. It's, it's time. Time to move on. Uh, Jeff, you have any thoughts on this? You know, if you're still using an iPhone 5, 5S, good <laughs> on you. Uh, you just won't be able yeah. to make calls anymore. Um, at, well, nope. over Wi-Fi, you can. I think that'll still work. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we we all knew this was coming. AT&T has been, uh, just like all the other carriers, telling us what uh, frequencies they're shutting down or repurposing. And... Um, um, yeah, there you go. So if you haven't upgraded to something newer than an iPhone 5S at this point, okay, now you have some incentive to go uh, pick up like you used iPhone 7. Yeah, time to move on. Don't you think, Josh? <laughs> well, and as it happens, I have a website that can help uh, you buy a new iPhone. We'll talk about yes. it. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that in just a minute. So, yeah, so it's... Uh, Important to just make sure to start updating. I mean, I'm talking to many friends, and but I had a coworker that had this old flip phone. I said, "Dude, you got to get a new phone because it is going to stop working." And uh, his first time ever, he's had, a, had has had a smartphone. Of course, it was Android because he had to go on the cheap. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's time time to move on. It's surprising how many so. people will blame the maker of the phone for the problem that they're experiencing when it's actually just the carriers shutting down frequencies. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Jimmy, thoughts, Warren, on this before we move on here? Um, After listening to the uh, possible Cold War, I think the shutting down the 3G phone is probably on the list of uh, things that could happen is not the end of the world. So uh, I think we'll be, I think they'll be okay uh, with, with buying a new phone from uh, Josh's advice uh, column at this point. Absolutely. Uh, Next story here. This is a nine to five Mac uh, popular authenticator app for iOS facing copycats as app store review complaints continue. Uh, Apple has removed authenticator copycat apps from the app store and another day, another complaint about the app store review process. Of course, this time the two factor app, uh, two factor authentication apps, Authenticator by Two Stable, is facing copycat cats from multiple scammers. Uh, not only the, the app is being copied, but uh, scammers are being charged subscriptions of three hundred and thirty five dollars oh a year. God. Oh my lord! If you if you forget to cancel the weekly in app purchases, uh, raising questions about Apple's long flawed app store review process. And yeah, we go on and we talk about this in the creator. Uh, has talked about this as well. And this is absolute craziness. And I, you know, you, you, you gotta be careful with these apps and don't, shouldn't, 
you just shouldn't be doing it. Uh, what do you think, Josh? This is crazy. Yeah, this has been a big problem for a long time, and Apple is just failing to get it under control. And it, this hurts Apple in two ways. Well, it hurts all, all of us, right? But but this really affects Apple in two ways. One, developers getting sick of it, just sick and tired of it. Um, and two, right. um, if this if anything gets them regulated, it'll be this. And the reason is their whole argument: well, we have to regulate everything in the App Store and approve everything because we want to keep everything safe. And then you know, an Elizabeth right. Warren or whoever can say, okay, then why did all these fake apps come through? You 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 approved them, Apple. So either you're you're endorsing the fake apps because you approve them, or you're absolutely incompetent at your job. And so, yeah, it, something has to give. I don't know what. Yeah, Jeff, you thought this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, if you if you need a quality authenticator app that's legit, just go download Authy and be done with it. Yep, I know that you're a big Authy user. Uh, Warren, did you use authenticator apps? I assume? I have three of them. I have uh, Google, Microsoft, and another one. Yeah, I've been using Microsoft. You know, I have to use that for work. So, um, and it's actually not bad. It, it uh, I like the fact when I go to sign in with my my my, my Microsoft account when I have to, um, it it asks for the the code, and then you go and your your device has already been told that uh, uh, that it's ready to do its thing. So. Um, it's a uh, really I have cool one that's just called authenticator. So, I'm not sure who makes this, this one, but yeah. So and I it only like, costs him 365 bucks a year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, I guess a dollar a day. I guess my point is if Apple can't control, uh, who's coming into scam, then people are going to, uh, you know, really push the side loading aspect of it. Cause that's their whole, that's their whole spiel is, uh, you trust our app store. So if people could stop, if people stop trusting it, then they're going to push harder on the uh, open market app store. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and move on uh, the, per the, uh, where, with the way our time's going here. And uh, let's uh, talk for, about beta this week, like we always do. Or, uh, if you don't know, jo- uh, you don't know Josh, but uh, Warren lives on the edge every week and always updates every single one of his di- devices yeah, on beta, that. production devices, that is. And uh, this week, uh, Beta 4 has been announced uh, for uh, iOS 15.4. And uh, uh, you notice any changes uh, this week, uh, Warren, with uh, with all the, your devices, uh, your iPad and I iPhone? I haven't had time to really play with it, but the only one I really want to test out is the, the new voice that's in there. But I haven't I haven't played with it yet. Um, yeah, that's the two new things that were announced yeah. this week. Uh, there's uh, the new uh, anti-stalking measures from the Find My Network Which accessories. Didn't come up for me uh, when I updated, so I'm not sure. I, I think you have to go in there and it tells you something, right? I, yeah, and there's a fifth fifth option for voice, right. like you said, that's with an American accent. So you have two American accents. It's an American here, accent. So. Supposedly, it's I haven't heard it yet, but supposedly it's um, gender neutral. Is that what they're saying? Well, that they're describing it as as more gender neutral than not. Um, it, it sounds like a woman's voice to me. Doesn't okay. I, and you know, I it's, guess it, I, it's. I I think for some people though, it'll actually be a really great choice because uh, I I think the the pitch of the voice and the the way it's speaking there there's I think for some people it's, it's going to be. No, I think for some people there would be more clarity in the words. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose it's, the voice you'd like. It me sounds to like use. a woman. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm. Yeah, Siri. I, I saw a thing on Daring Fireball about it, and I, uh, and I clicked through to listen to the voice, and the thing Gruber said was that it's like um, it's like an optical illusion. You hear it one time, and it sounds like a man. You hear it another time, it sounds like a woman. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, it's not unpleasant to me. You know, a lot of people are rolling their eyes at a gender neutral voice. But uh, to me, the like when you have like heavily accented Siri voices in some way, like like it's it's very much a woman or very much a man or whatever. It's it's distracting. I want something mm-hmm. that sounds more like a robot. Honestly, I want something that sounds like an appliance. <laughs> uh, it doesn't need to sound like an appliance to me. But it doesn't need to have gender either. It's mm-hmm. what I want is something that is clear, is easy to hear, and uh, and is easy to understand. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and my guess is that as we play around with this more, we meaning humans, we'll find something that uh, that becomes like the perfect neutral voice. It's really easy to understand. And then people will freak out because it's too uncanny valley. Some people, some American friends I have use the uh, British voices for some reason. And I think they're crazy because I can't really understand what they're saying. Because so. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's just, it is fun. It is fun. Uh, so the other beta, uh, Watch 8.5 uh, fourth beta came out. I assume you'd see nothing in there, uh, beta, uh, Warren, because, of course, you have that on your watch. Uh, and uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, and I, I did look the uh, the the AirTag stalking thing. I think in this one is if if you have a rogue AirTag on you, it the, the wording says more or yes. less you have an AirTag unless I think it used to be like you have something that may be on you, kind of something. Yeah, turn around, look at something. This is more yeah. specific. There, there's a there's an AirTag on you somewhere. Yeah, the anti-stalking changes they they made. I got a link in the show notes for that yeah. as well, in the Find My Network. So yeah, very important. That that was just a just a horrible thing that's been going on. But it looks like Apple's really responded to it nicely. So that's going to tell me that fifteen dot four is going to have to come out sooner than later because you know they're good at stalling yeah. this this time of year for the next versions uh, coming out. So it, it to me is going to have to come out sooner than later. <laughs> Uh, then lastly, lastly, and uh, with having Josh here this week, uh, of course, you're the author of uh, Take Control Books, uh, Apple TV. And um, th- this is the first time we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when they first put this in the, the, the next bit, the beta here for TV OS is the, the captive networks and the up next feature. Uh, what do you think uh, uh, with, uh, with that, that those two new features that were added? Uh, well, I'll be honest. I haven't followed it real closely. And um I, I, I'm on betas very heavily during the summer. I'm doing my iOS book. And then uh, the rest of the year, right. I kind of tuned them out until they hit Goldmaster. I'm going to tell you why. And, and I've been burned too many times. I'm sure Jeff knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, man, this feature, this feature yeah. I'm going to write about. I'm exploring this feature. I know this feature. And then Goldmaster comes out. Where'd it go? Like, oh, well, you know, last minute we, you know, so I, yeah. I just, I, I just, Nah, I don't, it's not even there. I, I I don't see it. Couldn't care less. Now, when Goldmaster hits, I install that, and that way I can test. I can write about it for tidbits, and uh, we can have day and date, you know, good coverage of it. Now, I will say though, the captive network thing for the Apple TV is huge, and and it's about darn time because Roku's had this for years. And for people who don't know what we're talking about, talking about you go to a hotel or something, and and the Wi-Fi is free, but and and it's it's. You know, you have to have a have a password or anything, but you have to go through like a special login page, right? And um, some devices handle this really well, like laptops and and uh, well, laptops, I guess, iPads, um, and some don't, like those that don't have web browsers, like the Apple TV and the uh, the Roku devices, which are fantastic, by the way, um, have had a feature like this for years, let you bypass those captive networks, right. and so you can watch. You know, you can plug it in. And most hotel TVs have HDMI ports you can access now. And so, you know, if you can get past that captive network, you can watch Netflix or uh, whatever the kids watch these days, Disney Plus, uh, Hulu, and, uh, you know, your Apple TV stuff instead of watching cable. And uh, so, so yeah, now that you can actually get past these things and actually use your Apple TV. And the Apple TV is an expensive device, okay? I mean, we're talking like yeah, like 180, something like that like that you know they're they're too darn high anyway this this should have been added years ago so i'm very excited about that yeah hey josh i agree uh i'm going to throw an idea out at you just to see what you think okay so yes uh the captive login has been way overdue um Mm -hmm. but you know, if you're traveling with a with an Apple TV, you know you got this box. It's it's not that big, but it's like that, about that thick, and it takes up space mm-hmm. in all your in all your gear. Is this maybe a precursor to Apple coming up with a more portable Apple TV, like an Apple TV stick, or or just oh, an iPhone, well. which you could plug in with HDMI <laughs> and do exactly what I did last time I was on vacation <laughs> to watch my Netflix and and all that stuff because. Uh, I didn't bring any streaming box with me, but yeah, I mean, what's, what's different now? You get the, instead of getting that, you just get a, a lightning to HDMI. Uh, 
plug it in. You well, Netflix, yeah, you but the everything. problem. Is- the problem is though you can't play on your phone while you're watching TV. That's that's the two that's the key thing there. You gotta have the two screens now. That's that's what, yeah. the way we roll in the 2020s. I think um, I have my iPad with me, my mini. That's what I use. But yes, yeah, same same concept. Yep. The thing I am baffled, uh I'm baffled by har- Apple's uh Apple TV hardware strategy. Like like I we kept hearing a stick was coming, a smaller one was coming, and uh it you know, we got the the, the refresh, much better remote, you know. But yeah, no, no stick. I'm surprised by that, and I, I sometimes wonder if Apple even is going to keep the TV around. I guess they are. They updated it, right? But you know, I I even tell people on the front page of Apple buying advice, like you know, you could buy the Apple TV 4K, or you could buy a Roku stick for like thirty bucks, and you know, you you get Apple TV, you get you know all that stuff. Glenn Fleischman reviewed. Uh, uh, one of their new sticks for tidbits recently, and he was just raving about it. And we have a, a cheap TCL from Walmart that included the Roku software. Sadly, I don't think TCL, I think they put the Google software now, which is slow. It's terrible. Yeah. But like, uh, ro- the, the Roku <laughs> software is fantastic. I mean, yeah, it, it phones home every two seconds and you have to, you know, use Piehole or something to block it. But like, in terms of ease of use and and the apps available and, and even now the Apple TV integration, my my TCL TV and did not ship with this feature. This feature came two or three years after I bought it. Now it does HomeKit. Now it does uh, accesses all my Apple TV content. It uh, uh, you can AirPlay to it, and that's all stuff they added on after the fact. So I mean, yeah, um, yeah, big fan of Roku. Um, anyway, sorry, went on a rant there. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. I don't. I want to get your ideas on Apple TV because we don't get too much coverage. So, Josh, I have a hypothesis on why Apple really can't stop making Apple TV. Okay, and I I think it's part of their game subscription strategy. So, uh, if you if you get rid of the Apple TV device, then you lose that as a platform for gaming subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think you're onto something there. Well, see, years ago when people were wondering, even then, why Apple kept around, I said it's not going away because. That's the only way you get iTunes movies. It was iTunes at the time. That's the only way you get iTunes movies on your TV easily. Um, so it was never going to go away. And these days, yeah, that's less true. But yeah, you do have the gaming angle. Although I, I don't know. I'd be curious about the stats on how many people play video games on their Apple TV. My guess would be less than a thousand. Honestly, like I, I, I would love to see like their own internal stats. I mean, they they might keep it as a as an ecosystem play, right? If nothing else, they can mm-hmm. advertise it to users, and developers. See this game, you can play it on your iPhone, you can play on your Mac, you can play on your TV. Even though nobody would, because then you have to buy a controller, and, and and honestly, by the time you buy Apple TV and a controller, why don't you just buy an Xbox Series S and have a much better game console all around? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, you know, I also think if Apple stops making the Apple TV, the message it sends, it's bad optics. It's like, well, we're not really committed to the whole television thing, even though we have our, our own, uh, uh, network and, uh, and we're, we've bought land for our own studios. I, I think they kind of have to keep the Apple TV box around just, yeah. just as a symbol to show their, uh, their commitment to uh, television. Absolutely. Whether they want to right. or not. Let's- <laughs> Whether they want to or not. Yep. They're kind of married to it. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the topics here. And uh, the next topic I wanted to talk about is your exciting new website, uh, Josh, uh, that you uh, just created uh, Apple buying advice. And I, what really caught my eye was first, Oh my God, this is amazing. We, Cause I'm sure that all four of us have always had take time to have to suggest and give buying advice to family members, to friends, to, 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 to others about, about buying an Apple product. And since all of us are, we love our, love our Apple products. Why not have some, a site like this? And I haven't seen really anything like this until you started this up. What, uh, first off, let's kind of just give us some background. What, what really, uh, got, uh, sparked you to, to create this website? Well, well, the thing that sparked me was just what you said. Uh, people are constantly asking me, you know, and, I, and there's a yeah. lot of people in my social circle who think I work for Apple. Uh, they've misinterpreted <laughs> somehow, but like, you, you know, I'm constantly being yep. asked, Hey, is this the right time to buy the iPhone? Hey, which iPhone should I get? Hey, oh yeah, yeah, Mac. You know, I mean, and it literally, it's it's people I'm close to. 
It's people I'm distant from. It's people I haven't seen in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Well, I graduated high school in 2001. <laughs> hey, and and I can you you know about that? Can you help me? <laughs> yes, yes. I will get messages from people asking which freaking oh iPhone to buy. I'm like, I haven't seen you since before 9/11. Okay, like, hello, <laughs> how are you? Do you have any kids? I mean, how's your life? You know, like like I'm some sort of technology pinata. But anyway, but you know, I do like helping people. I really do, and that's why I created this site because I, I just. Not that I don't like helping people, but I just got tired of saying the same stuff over and over again. And uh, so it just popped in my head. I just started building it. I just, I just like you know, got, got a hosting account. I just put WordPress on. I, I found uh, this nice thing, Generate Press, yeah. and I, I just, I just built the darn thing. And um, it, look, it looks great. And actually, the, the the single thing that inspired me, I did a presentation for Inmug, and uh, and, and one of the things they requested I do for them, a great group by the way. Um, for their class, yeah, for well, the one thing they requested for their class is they wanted my opinions, my personal opinions on iPads. So I was like, okay, yeah. And so, and you know, and mine are a little unorthodox. And so I, I gave those recommendations. People really liked them. I started thinking, you know, this could be a thing. And what's funny is after when I was building the site, um, uh, I was in the middle of writing one of the articles, and my father-in-law calls me. I'm not making this up. My father-in-law calls me. And asks, is now a good time to buy an iPhone SE? I'm like, I, I got something here. I, I think this this is gold, Jerry. You know, um, so so you know, yeah, I went with it, and then uh, then I, I showed it to Adam Inkst, uh, the publisher of Tidbits, who who is my boss and my day job, and uh, you know, I was kind of, eh, what's he gonna think about this? And he's like, this this looks great. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, um, hey. Stamp of approval from Adam Banks, too. You can always yeah. take that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's a big deal. He is a man of incredibly high standards, and so, um, yeah, and, and so uh, we publicized it a bit, and uh, you know, I, I went. And this is also a chance for me to learn about some technologies I haven't really played with. Like, I'd never, um, I've done WordPress, uh, I've set WordPress from scratch, but I've never done like a Mailchimp. I've never done, I never had a mailing list, so I, yeah. I, I, okay. I, I set. But you're going to have fun with that. Yeah, and and, and I'm not to, saying that yeah. like ha ha, you're about to get screwed. But no, like you, you, I think you'll end up having a lot of fun with the mailing list part. Yeah, well, actually, I actually have two mailing lists. So, I got one for Apple buying advice, and I got the Substack too. So you know that's a yeah, you're you're keeping yourself busy, very busy. Um, but let, let's uh, kind of go through some of the the products that, that you've recommended. Sure. And I think all of us will kind of agree what you what you do. Sure. We're going to focus on iPhone, iPad, and then we'll uh, Apple Watch. And we may touch on AirPods real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but iPhone, iPhone, obviously the most popular device out there that Apple makes. Um, you got the app, you, you got the iPhone 13. Yeah. I, I, I upgrade every year. Warren upgrades every year. Uh, Jeff sometimes upgrades every year. Uh, it depends uh, on my mood. And, and Josh, it depends on your mood. And I know Josh, you probably upgrade fairly. I mean, you have to do it for your for your beta testing and such. But you may not upgrade. Depends on what you want to do. Uh, but. Uh, I guess, guess let's go to the, like the first question you, you get, you, you're always getting people ask, Oh, should I buy the iPhone SE? And, and, and I would do a flat out. No, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because, because we, we, the rumor has it that uh, there's going to be a March 8th event coming here uh, as we record this. And, uh, and is Apple going to release the, the latest greatest version of the SE, which will have 5g support. So probably best to wait, I would think. What's your thoughts on the SE? Yeah. Well, so on the SE, I would definitely, I wouldn't recommend it right now. It's just a year ago. Yeah, I recommended okay. one for my father-in-law and that wasn't, that was an easy pick at the time. You know, he had an iPhone six or something. It's ancient oh, yeah, so it'd be a at huge, that point. A huge improvement for him. Oh yeah. He, he's oh, blown away huge. by the thing. I mean, it's, it's like a spaceship to him. Yeah. Um, but now, now look, when this new <laughs> SE comes out, if, if it's as much of a gem as the second generation was at launch, that will be the top pick. I'll tell you right now. Uh, especially Oh, and yeah. the beauty of the SE, and this is one of the things I, I convinced my father-in-law on this. I'm so glad I did. For 50 bucks, you double the storage. I think the, I think the base was was it 64, and then like 50 bucks, you get 128. Um, and, yeah. and this is what this is the top problem I have uh, helping iPhone and iPad users is they get the base model, not enough storage. So I'm so glad on the iPhone 13. And this didn't click until I started building this site. But yeah, the base storage is 128 gigabytes. That is huge, at least until that's not enough space. But like, I mean, that's huge. Like, I I can just tell people, just get the basic iPhone. Just get the basic iPhone 13. That's all you need. You know, some people. Now, 
I want to be clear. My recommendations are for 90% of people, probably even not, maybe 99% of people. You know, a lot of people say, well, I like the pro. Okay, great, good the pro. But, you know, this is for people who they don't know what they want. And and so I'm going to recommend here. Here's the least expensive thing that will that will do a good job that I, I think will work well for you. Yeah, oh, I agree. I, I agree. The SE is a, is a good entry level phone, and I would recommend it to anybody who just does wants a basic iPhone. And, and if anything, I try to talk, talk about, hey, you got an Android hand, get you off the Android and come on to, over to iPhone, and, and you don't have to spend a big a big dollar amount uh, on that. So um, the uh, the the iPhone 13, I, I agree with you. You've got it on your site here. The iPhone 13 is a good base model. I mm-hmm. I recommend that for my wife. She just upgraded from the 11 Pro, and she never used any of the Pro mm-hmm. things on it. So so I said, you know, let's go with that model. And I guess she got the 128, which is the base space. I mean, think about what what the iPhone was. It was 16 gigs at one point years ago, and we were we were like strapping for for space here. But the, I agree with you on that on that on that suggestion for for the 13. I, I think it's a solid recommendation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and you got cases. I mean, we could go on for oh, everything. You, you, you recommend the out of box cases. That, yeah, that's a that's great a case. Really good case. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate that from you, gentlemen. I've had some, I've had a lot of pushback from tidbits readers because they're like, "Oh, I like this case." Like, really? The, the, the well, everyone likes thick. what they want. It, it's a personal right. choice, but you know, for the for the typical person who's like, "I don't know what to get. I just I just don't want to break my phone." Okay, this 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 right here. Okay, I just dropped it. It's fine. I I have toddlers. Okay, I cannot play games with my phone. Okay, I have a three year old <laughs> exactly. son who will pick this up and throw it like a football. Okay, like the dude from uh, 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 Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, he'll throw it over the mountains, and I can't play. Like, and you know, it's it's not that bulky once you get used to it. But the great thing is the grip. It grips so well. And uh, uh, this is actually an iPhone 11 Pro. And part of the reason I've been able to keep this phone for so long, um, I got to have the telephoto lens. But, you know, the reason I've been able to keep it for so long is because it's in this thing. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. and the older ones, they had this this horrible screen protector. And that's, you know, if you get the SE, the, the one for the SE has that horrible screen protector that you, I guess you have to cut out if you don't want it. And it makes the screen hard to use. This one doesn't, does not have that. Uh, you just get that plain, beautiful, bare Apple glass. And so, yeah, I, you know, so that's that's my pick. And again, you know, Apple buying advice—they're they're my picks, and you know, either you take it or you don't. Absolutely, Warren. Uh, what, what do you generally recommend when anybody asks you? Because uh, you, I'm sure you get lots of family and friends ask you yeah. about uh, uh, specific iPhones. Yeah, I mean, I like you. I like the the latest and biggest. So I, you know, I try to recommend those uh, as far as iPhones go, but. Um, you know, uh, what they could afford. My family, you know, like everybody's parents are probably the same. Like my my mother wants a decent phone and my, my father could care less and could barely use the phone he has. And um, I got to kind of, you know, work through him with that kind of stuff. But I got them both on iPhones and and most of my family is. So, uh, yeah, and when people ask me, you know me, I'm just going to recommend anything that's uh that's that's newer and, and and fits their needs and i did look at the site and you know unfortunately um it's going to be bad for me because i'm going to want to buy things uh more and uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's well done josh. we all do yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah you've you, you, you've succeeded josh so pretty too with the, <laughs> like all, with the red phones is that what i saw oh bunch of red stuff going on there yeah so, that's that's all, that's all the product red stuff apple released earlier yeah i, th- yeah. I thought it went well with everything yeah look i mean i mean oh, how can right. i just not you know want to buy something now with that so. reach out and touch it yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah um so i guess um, i'll be you know busy when uh yeah you know when march comes around hopefully we're gonna hear stuff and uh you know figure out what to get next yeah, I'll be I'll yeah, be busy updating the site. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. That's you're gonna have a blast here. Uh, real quick, we'll go through a few more things here. The iPad, I, I agree with you. If anybody wants an entry level iPad, the, the I believe it's the eighth gen, ninth gen, nine uh, iPad. Ten. I think it's ninth gen. Uh, with with two fifty six, that that's a must with iPads mm-hmm. uh, with Wi Fi. 
Um, I think that's great. And uh, yeah, that that Logitech combo touch case is great. I mean, I I still have the Apple keyboard, which I spent a little, probably a little too much yeah. on it. Uh, uh, but uh, but actually, I got it for less because I had a gift card, so it was only one ninety nine. Nice. So it was okay. But uh, and then yeah, you got to have the Apple Pencil. A lot of people are just so resistant to getting the Apple Pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, cool thing is it does uh, support. I think though the first uh, these ninth gen are uh, is the the first gen Apple Pencil. It's so the first, to, yeah. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. So you have so unfortunately you got to plug that sucker into yeah. the into the bottom of the iPad to to, to record it <laughs> to uh, record to, it. To charge it. I mean, <laughs> record it. Charge it. Never used it, so I don't know what I'm missing. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we were talking about AirPods. This surprises me that you say this. That did you like the Bits a bit the uh, Beats Fits uh, Pro uh, earbuds? So why why do you so, like those? well? I, so here's the interesting thing. So right now I got the AirPods three. This is what this is what I bought around the time, mm-hmm. and then not long after that, so I don't really follow Beats all that closely, and Apple doesn't publicize it you know, too much on their end. And then um, oh. our our friend Tidbits Julio Ahead of Zapata, he uh, he reviewed the Beats Fit Pro, and I was editing the article, and and I was drafting my review of the, of the AirPods three. And I was like. Well, I said a, a cuss word, and I said well, I should have bought these, right? So you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the third gen AirPods. I think they're great. Um, but you know, and and then you know, while I was doing some some research editing his article, you know, I, I looked at all these reviews, and almost every single one of them was like, "Yeah, this this is what you get. This is what you get, right?" So so this is one of those rare cases where like this isn't what I use, but if I if I could rewind the clock, I would have bought those instead because almost everyone who who knows their stuff thinks they are superior because what you do they're they're a little bit more expensive than the third gen AirPods, but they they have all the, right. the nice features of the AirPods Pro, but for much less money. So that's the trade off you're making. Yeah. And uh, so I, yeah, I, th- that's what I would go with. I, I don't think you're wrong with any of them. Hmm. That's very you interesting. Know, I, I've never considered the Beats because uh, uh, every time I listened to with Beats in the past, uh, their their audio profile is way too bass heavy for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but if that's what you want, great. Here's Beats. They're, they've got you covered. And so I never even considered looking at something like the beats fit pro simply because of my previous experience. So now I went to hear them and, uh, and see how they actually sound. Yeah. yeah I'm not a beats fan either. They're it's, it's not even that they're bassy. It's that they, they're kind of muffled, right? Like it's, it's that the bass is overdriven, but the, the main thing with beats yeah, and it gets all muddy. Yep. It's very yeah muddy. That's the term. I, I'm not a headphone guy. The worst thing about the Beats, though, and uh, me and Mark or Armit both have this problem. We both have big heads, and Beats are just <laughs> the, the, the over ear headphones are are. It's like a vice grip on my skull. Like I got a I got a free pair of the Solo Three. I think one time when I bought one of my computers, it was like a back to school special, and I borrowed my wife's uh, teacher ID. Um, yeah, and I got them, and I couldn't wear them. Like I, I, I was like, I tried to stretch them out. You know, there's all these techniques for that. Yeah, it just it was not happening. I felt like I had a, a C clamp on my head. It was awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, good stuff. And you've got amazing guides for every one of these categories we've talked about so far. I'll wrap it up here with the Apple Watch. And and yeah, I've I have not been the early. I've not been the one to upgrade to Apple Watch every mm-hmm. year, but the last two I have. So I had this. Uh, I had the uh, uh, the Series Six, and I decided to trade it in and go with the Series Seven. And it's. I I don't regret it. it it's it's an amazing uh, watch, and I agree with you on this one. I think the Seven is worth the the, the bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. You've got the lower end one like the SE, and I still can't believe they still see sell the Series Three, but they do. It's insane. Um, yeah, but it's it's just but. Uh, I agree with you. you I, do you have a Series 7 that you, you personally use? I have I actually have a, a Series 4. I've been rocking for a few years. Okay, I had that but, one. But this is a case of, you know, if I were going to replace it today, that's what I would buy. I would buy the Apple Watch Series 7 GPS. Now, that's been a little controversial. Mm-hmm. Some some tidbits readers have said, yeah. oh, you got to have the cellular option. So I may throw up the cellular option, but the... You know, nah. no. I don't, I don't think need you need the no, cellular need, option. I, I'm, I'm always carrying my iPhone with me. Why right. do I need it? Well, well see, <laughs> see, what's been explained to me is that we are privileged men who always have a phone in our pockets. 
a lot of women don't have pockets for some reason. My wife has pockets. I, yeah. So, I mean, maybe there's something <laughs> valid there. Look, I have horrible cell service. I live in the sticks. So that, that does skew my perceptions too. Yeah. So I'm, but, but see that people, see the problem is if you, if you ask people what they want, they tell you a faster horse. Right. And so, you know, so I, it's, it's why I haven't done it yet. I'm considering, cause I, they made some good points. Like for instance, if you're an elderly person and, and you don't tend to carry a phone, you know, you want the fall protection, but see, if you read the Apple watch guy, I talk about, I, I do have a recommendation for that. Cause we have this, we have that, um, the Apple, I'm sorry, the family setup where, you know, if you have, a, uh, let's be honest, this is made for relatives who, you know, you want to monitor their health, but you don't, they don't want a phone. So you set it up with your phone. The catch is a bunch of features get disabled, um, like the ECG and, and um, and some other things. And, um, Let's see. What, what, what's it? Oh, it has to be a cellular watch. So for for those people that you you want to monitor with the family setup, you want to make sure you know when they fall down, you know that you can be there to help them, or if they have a, you know something go wrong with their heart, then I recommend the Apple Watch SE cellular GPS plus cellular for that exact reason because it is almost tailor made for family setup because it's missing those features and family set doesn't support and it has you know the required cellular, and that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I have no reason. And even if I were to have the one with the cellular, I wouldn't even activate it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just, it's not necessary. You just, you just best to do that. So, but uh, no, thanks for, I wanted to go, go kind of go through the whole guide of your, of your new, new site. And then this is a amazing site. And then we definitely have a link in the show notes. You definitely should go visit this site. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what, what you come up with next with all the more exciting uh, stuff. Go there, go out to his site and uh, subscribe to his newsletter. Get on, get on his mailing list. I got to do that myself here. I, for, I for completely forgot to do that. And uh, that you'll, you'll be keeping up everybody up to date. MailChimp is your friend. I've used MailChimp many times. So you'll be, uh, you'll be happy that, that it's going to be very easy to manage your newsletters. So uh, but uh, check it out, applebuyingadvice.com. And uh, Josh, uh, you did a great job here with the site. So um, let's move to a couple more topics before we wrap things up here this week. Uh, the uh, 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 the, uh, the next topic was going to be about, um, is the iPod Touch still relevant? I saw I caught your article mm-hmm. here in Tidbits, and uh, I've been kind of wondering this myself, so I kind of wanted to have a good bit of a discussion here. It's been yeah. It's over a thousand days old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was two thousand, but, but uh, they they haven't touched this thing in, in, in what in, in three years, four years, almost now. Mm-hmm. Uh, A10 chip, two hundred fifty six gigabyte, very expensive at two hundred dollars. I mean, you're, I think that the the two fifty six is probably what uh, uh, three hundred dollars is it or I, I I can't remember what they're charging for it. It's been so long since I've looked at it, mm-hmm. um, and. I doubt it's going to be upgradable after iOS 15 to 16, like you said. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a short, short, sweet article. But uh, I'd like to open up the panel. You know, Josh, what do you think? Uh, where, where's do you think the iPod Touch is still relevant, or is it gonna is it just gonna go disappear with with the iPad with the iPod? Yeah, uh, honestly, no, I don't think it's relevant. Um, you know, I mentioned in the article that it's popular with kids, and the only ones I've seen in the wild in years. Are young children, but even then, I don't see a lot of them with us now. Usually, the parents, if they give them that or something like that, it's, it's an iPad, right? And so, um, I'm not quite sure why Apple keeps it around. I mean, they know more than I do. I, I, my guess is just enough sales to be annoying, um, but you know, it, but they can't. You know, they don't know. It's not gangbusters. It's not worth updating often, but they can't quite drop justify dropping it. Uh, Josh, you, you nailed it. Apple keeps older products yeah. like this around that um, that aren't getting updates because people still buy them in a large enough volume. And uh, and so if people weren't still buying the iPod Touch, well, it wouldn't even be on their website at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, as it stands, I don't think they're even on display in the stores anymore. You go in and ask and they go in back and get one for you. You think people are buying more HomePods than iPod Touches because they scrapped that HomePod HomePod no, Mini? No, 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 the original HomePod. So they they scrapped that. So the the theory is if some people are still buying enough people, 
they don't scrap well, it. So the question is, are more people, did more people buy iPod touches than they did the original HomePods? Well, okay. So you have, you have two different things going on here. Mm-hmm. With the with the iPod Touch, you have a product that uh, that has been static for years. the The actual cost to produce an iPod Touch, from Apple's standpoint, now is negligible. Um, the cost mm-hmm. to produce a HomePod, however, was still pretty high, and uh, it, comparatively, and so yeah. they. My guess is that. Apple looked at what they had with sales for HomePod. Mm-hmm. And even though they were selling them, um, they felt that since they were uh, switching or bringing out the HomePod mini, mm. that the resources for the new product line were better spent focusing on the mini as opposed to the HomePod, which just wasn't taking off the way they wanted. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah. transfer that that money over to the minis. But for iPod Touch, I mean that there's no um, extra costs that are going along with that. They they've recouped all their money from designing the uh, iPod Touch years ago, and it's just oh, yeah. a, a thing that they can keep making for for pretty cheap. Well, I thought the same thing about the iPad Mini for a while until they refreshed it, and people got excited about it again, and people started buying more of them. And it makes you mm-hmm. wonder if they released an iPod Touch with the bezel-less uh, touch uh, ID on the side, like uh, like the Air and the Mini, uh, would that re-excite people to do it? I know I'd be very excited. I'd be excited for that too. Yeah, like, I would you too. Know, a little. Kind of, I mean, then you start asking yourself as an adult, what's the difference between my iPhone, uh, you know, that we have, and something like that, other than you know other than it's better for a second device, right? Or better for uh, a kid, like uh, like Josh was saying, because that's the last time I've seen one too, is on a child. Um, so, you know, I mean, again, they, they the iPod mini was close. We could have said the same thing about it before the refresh, as we are about to talk. Yeah, to and I was... I, I was certain the the iPad Mini was a dead product, right? And then so, they surprised us. Yeah, and, surprised us. Uh, so you never know. Maybe next year one. they'll come out with they, uh, they, they know, an iPod Touch uh, that looks like uh, a small Mini. That I would be cool. That would be cool. They, they could surprise us. So, um, one last topic I want to touch on before we wrap things up here is um, this was an interesting article that, uh, uh, and this has been going around here. Many older and obsolete Apple products are fetching thousands of dollars. Um, you might want to check your attic and see if you've got uh, any of these products. That uh, and uh, this was on iDrop News here. That, but uh, uh, a couple things they're saying here. The, like first off, the iPhone, the first generation iPhone, which is is basically a useless iPhone at this point. It won't work on any cellular network. Um, but it, uh, they were, they were saying some, some people were fetching a one that was brand new in the box on eBay for like $25,000. Wow. And, I mean, who in their right mind would pay that? I mean, I think it, it it's just, it's crazy. I, I, I see that this is, this is out there. Uh, the second one, which I'm not surprised is the first generation iPod. I'm not, the iPod, I don't know about you guys has been is near and dear to my heart. I think that was my very first, uh, uh, uh jump into the music players, and I, I owned this model, and I thought it was just a, a pretty awesome, uh, awesome here. But yeah, they're they're saying uh, iPhones, uh, iPads are going uh, for for some big money too. These first gen, uh, you know, which is on FireWire, if you remember correctly, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a bit of a challenge to get it to work if you got to find a find a Mac or to convert that to, to FireWire, and even if it would even read at this point, especially on the, our, our latest OS is on Mac, on Mac. So if, if you um, can uh, cram together enough adapters to get from FireWire one yeah. into USB-C, that will plug problem. in <laughs> and it will mount and it will work. It is yeah, just crazy, sure. but yeah, it'll work. But I, I check on eBay too. They, I mean, they're, 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 they're the second and third gen iP- I, iPods. Uh, even they're showing here the iPod Shuffle. I have one of these. I still, I still have the one that was like a, a piece of Trident gum, the uh, the iPod Shuffle. Um, this was, uh, I think, a third generation, yeah, I, and 
Someone was selling it for a thousand you know, bucks. I got I mean, nothing left, and I could only blame my wife for this. Yeah. Based on based on this, I have a box in the closet behind me that has several thousand dollars worth of iPods in it. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I mean, to, I've got a couple twenty gig. Yeah, I put my wife said get twenty twenty it's uh, box or gigabyte so iPods. One day she said that that has to go, and I guess I just sold it all. Yeah, as I went. So yeah, it's a um. You have any memories of these, just Josh, of some of, some of these iPods that you've had? You know, I just had one. I had an iPod photo. I think that was the fourth generation. And I, and I, I had a mixed okay. relationship with it. Uh, I'll be honest. It had the, the touch wheel. I hated it. I, I loved that click yeah. wheel oh, I agree. In, in that first gen iPod. I and I so wish they'd kept it. It was so superior in just about every way. But, you know, I, I did have a lot of fun with it, you know, and I got to be one of the cool kids in the iPod. Um, and yeah. I do have fond memories of mine. Boy, they scratched up like nothing else. All that that shiny oh, yeah. chrome mm-hmm. on the back. It just, I mean, you just, like, breathe on it and be all scratched up, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, even the iPod Classic, the 160 gig, which mm-hmm. was the last of the models that are out there, still fetching some pretty big money. I... Ended up selling mine a while ago and probably should have kept it because I probably sold it for a lot less than it's worth now. So. A lot of people are taking these and heavily modifying them. They'll replace, yeah, I saw uh, that. Of course, the battery, but then they'll replace the the little drive with like an the SSD and, yeah. and you know all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. So apparently, place from once I had a customer that wanted to recover music off on them, and I had to take it off, and I went to Amazon to figure out it had a it's a special name drive ziff was it as if it had a name for it that sounds yeah. sounds right so it, it, like i actually had a this was a, you know when they were still kind of relevant i had to find on amazon or ebay a, a ziff uh uh cradle so i could plug this thing in to you know get the, the things off it so yeah i mean i i remember my last one too i was trying to hang on to it i actually even bought one of the early um aux to usb like the um the one from um who makes it the the flight the flight one uh there's a oh, major like the, like the thing that 12 south makes that's it yeah yeah oh, so yeah, yeah. like an early version of that so because people are starting to introduce bluetooth headphones and i'm like well there's no bluetooth on this right. thing so yeah i i had them all i had Absolutely. i think i had a couple of minis i had the shuffle like you I have to follow. Yeah. We, I've, I've, I have to. Yeah. We all have. We're crazy app. We're What's crazy. What's turn into watches? Crazy. Is that the mini? What's that was it? the nano. That was the nano. nano. That was the nano. Yeah. yeah. And you had bought those special yeah. bands. Uh, yeah. I, I, think I have that box that. has the nano with one yeah. of those bands on it. Yeah, I think I tried that too. Yeah. That was the original. Yeah. Fun, yeah. fun stuff. So. Anyway, I thought that'd be a great topic to wrap things up. Is that uh, we had some uh, a lot of fun talking today, and uh, that was uh, good to, to kind of reminisce about the iPod. So I gotta see, make sure I say iPod, not iPad. Uh, but uh, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Please, uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show. Buy me a coffee. You can buy me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate the support. And uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe uh, so you're notified when we are live streaming as well as uh, when we post a new show. That's at our, my, our YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash daveg65. And you can uh, also visit In Touch With iOS magazine, which is on Flipboard, where many of the articles that we talk about uh, the, uh, during the, the show will end up on there. And you can go take a look at those later. It's a great place to, to flip through some of the great uh, information that's out there about Apple, uh, specifically to that magazine. You can subscribe to the show, of course, in our, your favorite podcatcher, which includes Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And Josh Centers, thank you so much for being here. It was such a blast. I, I, I can't continue. Hopefully, you have a great, successful uh, time with this new site. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, my main things are AppleBuyingAdvice.com. And uh, also, uh, if you're interested in preparing for wherever the heck's going on with Russia, you can go to UnpreparedLife.substack.com. 
hopefully I'll have a much shorter URL soon once the DNS propagates. Uh, but until then, uh, unpreparedlife.substack.com and applebuyingadvice.com. Excellent. Thanks so Thanks again, Josh. And uh, Jeff Gamut, as always, thrilled to have you here. Let everybody know where they can uh, find you. As always, it's great to be here. So thank you for, for having me yet again. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, jgamut on both. YouTube.com slash jgamut for my videos. Uh, Thursdays on the big show, Fridays on the Mac show. Um, most Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live. And um, uh, Brian Chaffin and I have uh, teamed up again. And um, Apple Context Machine is now our own thing called The Context Machine. And um, the second episode came out t- today or yesterday. Was it today? It, I, was listen- I was listening to the first episode and I was cracking oh, up. great. So. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, con- Context Machine or The Context Machine and... Um, uh, we're in the process of migrating everything out from the Mac Observer site. So right now, if you go to MacObserver.com slash ACM, you'll still see everything. And soon it'll just be contextmachine.io and uh, all, the, all the past Apple Context Machine shows plus um, the, the new shows that we're doing. It'll all be there. Excellent. Thanks, Jeff. And Warren Sklar, thanks for, so much for being here as well. Where can people find it's you? Good to be back. As I usually say, don't worry about me. Uh, it's always good to see uh, Jeff and uh, really nice meeting Josh. That was really cool. Um, great, great info. My head's spinning. I think I need to buy, you know, definitely buy something. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe go on eBay and buy back one of my uh, iPods that I missed now. Um, Anyhow, um, Mac to the Future Facebook group is still hopping. Um, you know, a lot of people just asking questions, uh, talking Apple stuff, uh, no politics, no stupid things, no meanies. It's all good. So uh, come join us there if you want. Great. Thanks. That's awesome. And uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show this week. And uh, we'll talk again soon.